Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis, and I'm joined, as always, on the final episode of Season 2 by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Ian, how's it going? Not too bad. Can't complain. Can't complain. Beautiful day in Hilton Head. Good, good. And for, for those listening in the future, this is Heritage Week, so it's an exciting week on Hilton Head. Lots Busy going week. on. <laughs> PJ Tour event in town. Um, I saw Jordan Spieth is playing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he, he committed uh, early on, like I think last week at some point, uh, but uh, that's exciting. I'll be excited to go out and follow him around for a few holes this weekend. That'll be good. So, Ian, those who've seen the title will know that this is our Bandoned Dunes Part 2 episode. Part 1 came out a few weeks ago, and we've had a couple episodes in between. Why are we doing Part 2 now, and why did we wait to, to put up this episode? So you're right. So that's kind of an interesting thing because while we were on property at Bandon, uh, we were talking with some of the uh, some of the marketing guys, and um, they said, "Hey, we have a we have a big announcement coming. Um, we'll kind of let you guys in on a little bit of the what's going to happen, but you can't say anything yet until the announcement's made." So this, or I guess last night, uh, they made the announcement official, um, and they are officially redoing. Um, the uh, or building a new course on the property that used to hold the uh, sheep ranch. So um, th- that was big, big news in the golf world. Uh, Core and Crenshaw are doing it, and uh, there's been a lot of buzz on social media and in the industry. Uh, so big news from Bandon. Um, super exciting. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Our day started with, you guys are going to have a blast out at Old McDonald today. And then I, I think it was even as vague at first as, you're going to see some things out there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's uh, like all right, okay. what, what kind of things? Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to see some things and you're going to want to put pictures up, but, but please don't put any pictures up. And that right. kind of started it. And, you know, we were happy to respect their wishes not to, to blow the news, um, right before they made their announcement. But, um, for those who, who don't know the sheep ranches, um, property, what, what would it be? Just to the north, is that correct? Yeah. Of, um, of Old McDonald, of all the courses. And from Old McDonald and even parts of Pacific Dunes, you can look down the coast and see the sheep ranch. And, and there's an interesting history there where um, 20 years ago, Mike Kaiser purchased the property with a partner. Um, 13 holes were developed on the relatively small partial of the land that was actually permitted for golf and Tom Doak did those holes and over the years it's been this kind of hidden little gym where you could only get on if you knew the right people to ask and there's no clubhouse and you kind of went down this dirt road and hey I can't really speak to to the experience because I actually never played it and I and I know you haven't either but no it's it's always been one of those places that the the golf insiders, you know, knew and, the, the uh, Illuminati, the, the golf <laughs> Illuminati. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was an interesting course, 13 greens, no set routing. Each green had a letter. Is that correct? When the, you play, as far like, as I know, e yeah. Green and so different and cool. And by many accounts, one of the best pieces of land there at band and dunes, which yeah. is interesting. Oh um, yeah. Especially for anybody who's played, you know, any of the other courses you think better than that, really? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, the, the land on all our, is, uh, you know, especially Pacific and, uh, and Band of Dunes is spectacular. So it would really have to blow me away to, to prove that land, you know, was better than that. But apparently it is. <laughs> so. Agreed. So, yeah. 
It, it's interesting. They uh, apparently, after you know, years of kind of figuring out what they wanted to do with the land, decided that the best way forward was to um, have Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw design a course on that land. And from all the, the reports, specifically from uh, Matt Janella and Golf Advisor, the, the key to getting that job for Corr and Crenshaw was the road, uh, the routing that they right. made for, for, I don't even know what it's called. The, <laughs> the new course that will go on the sheep ranch site. Right. Um, they have not released a name yet, but um, they managed to fit 18 holes in that small parcel where 13 holes had, or 13 greens had prior been. And on top of that, um, nine of those greens are on the ocean. There are nine greens on the cliffs. Which is just amazing. I mean, <laughs> that's just stunning. <laughs> so it, it gets me really excited. Yeah. Um, I, and we kind of got a, a glimpse of it. Uh, and we'll include a couple of the pictures um, on the Lynx website, and you're going to write an article about it, Ian. But um, we'll include some pictures of what we saw from Old McDonald where you could see some of these green sites and – your jaw just drops and you're thinking, oh, yeah. oh my, this is going to be special. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited to see it, uh, when it's all done, which I, th- I believe they said is, uh, 2020, um, summer 2020, everything should be, should be done. I'm, I'm not, I have to double check my sources there, but that's what I remember seeing when I read the, uh, Matt, Matt Janela's piece initially. But, uh, yep. but yeah, another thing that struck me about it too, um, was that there's apparently going to be no bunkers. <laughs> on the entire course? That's what the report says. And yeah, that's um, different <laughs> in, in yeah. a cool way. Yeah. In a very cool way. Well, they'll make me, they'll make it like my favorite course there because the bunkers I had, I struggled with when we were out there. <laughs> yeah, no, but, uh, but that's, I mean, I don't, I can't think of any course anywhere that doesn't have a single bunker. You know, even it's rare to see a one hole that doesn't have at least one bunker on it, but a whole course is just amazing yeah we'll, we'll see how, cool. we'll see how that's received but um but yeah yeah very interesting it, there's a point if you go on um to the band and dunes website you can kind of look watch this little teaser video and i suggest that all the listeners do um but it shows some of the really really beautiful um green sites particularly drone footage of those green sites and the most impressive from the looks of it is is what they're calling five mile point where there's yeah. going to be a huge double green and it's the closest one to the cliffs. Um, it's just going to be stunning. Um, it, it's hard to, hard to overstate, but I mean, some of these greens are literally hanging on by a thread with, you know, the Pacific ocean crashing yeah. probably a hundred feet below 150 feet below. Something like that, depending on where you are, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, just amazing. Like it, it almost reminds me of Cabot a little bit like, looking at the pictures. Yes. Like, I was like, yes, this looks like, like you know, the, you know, the 16th green at on Cabot cliffs. Like that's what the E green or the, that double green, the old E green reminds me of, um, the pictures that I've seen, uh, but it looks just absolutely stunning. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So the, to kind of fill out more information here, uh, reports are saying that they're going to have a kind of modest clubhouse up there with a dining option and potentially a, a few more rooms, a little more lodging. Yeah. Um, that will be an interesting thing. I imagine it's going to be a, you know, probably four or five minute shuttle ride up the road. Yeah. Um, they, that, that's my sense of it. So it, it's not going to be, um, 
I don't know how it physically could be, but it's not going to be attached to, to any of the other clubhouses. Or if you're picturing this kind of bumping up against old Mac, you do get close, but not close enough that, that they could share, you know, starters or anything like that. It, exactly. It is kind of off in the distance a, a little bit. Which old um, Mac kind of is already uh, to yeah. old Mac is kind of, I mean, they're all kind of separated, but they all butt up at one point, but the starting points are, are all kind of their own separate uh, things. So I don't think that's anything different for Bandon. Um, and I don't think it'll be an issue to the, the true Bandonistas who want to, who want to go out there. But, um, but yeah, I, th- I think that it'll be like a four or five minute shuttle ride at the most. So agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty amazing what they have there now. You know, once that course opens up, they're going to have miles of golf on the coastline. And I mean, it, it, (laughs) I imagine that at some point they're going to do some sort of event if they don't do it already, where you just play all the, the cliffside holes. That would be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Starting up there at the sheep ranch and then kind of meandering around to old Mac and meandering on down to Bandon and or Pacific and then Bandon. I mean, you could probably string together if they have nine oceanfront holes at sheep ranch, you could string together 18 holes up there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just on the ocean. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, I, I think, that. yeah, I, I think that, um, I was reading somewhere that they have nine on, uh, at the new, or they will have nine at the new sheep ranch and the other courses together have seven total, but you know, there's holes that are close enough to the ocean where you could be like, okay, like those are, you know, still technically ocean holes, but, um, yeah, well, just tack on a couple down at, um, at Bannon Preserve. Oh, and true. Then we'll call yeah. it 18. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but, no, well, I, technically I like those aren't cliff top holes, but... But yeah. still, you know. Close well, enough. <laughs> asterisk, yeah. <laughs> uh, super so, exciting, I, yeah. I think both of us were, were pretty darn excited. And, you know, one, we, while we were there, we interviewed a long time, I mean, literally the longest time you probably could, uh, employee who uh, goes by the name of Shu. And he was there from the very beginning. He delivered, what was it? You know, a load of mulch. I mulch, believe. yeah. And, and yeah. he was just like awestruck about this place. Yep. You know? Delivered a load of mulch during construction and thought, whoa, this is special. And then down in the abandoned paper, saw an ad apparently for a job, decided, you know what? Maybe instead of doing these deliveries, I, I could work up there. And he's been there ever since. And he serves the role of, not a starter, kind of a greeter where he is almost the face of Bandon. So when you arrive at the lodge, you will most likely run into Shu and, and he's, you know, gathered up a big enough fan club now that everybody wants to get a picture with him and including us. We got a picture taken. Of course. Him. We had to. Yeah. <laughs> so it, we asked Shu about a number of things. We kind of steered clear of asking specifically about the, the new course, um, at that point uh, that we were speaking, there wasn't a whole lot to share. And I know that Shu didn't want to be in a position where he was speaking about something that he at the time didn't know all the details of. Right. Um, but that said, we had a really interesting conversation with him. And after a quick word from our sponsor, we'll just jump right into our interview at Bandit Dunes with Shu. Ian and I are here in the lodge at Bandon Dunes, speaking with Bandon legend Shu. Shu, how are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing really well. Now I hear you are a morning person. Uh, when do you get here? <laughs> well, I was asked that question this morning, and every time I answer it, people go, "Really?" <laughs> um, anyway, I said, "Well, you asked the question." I get here usually 
between two and three in the morning. This morning was two thirty. Wow, wow. I we were fast asleep at, at two thirty. So wait, what what is your typical day? And we'll start there and then move back to to what you do here. But at two thirty in the morning, what needs to be done here at Bandon? Well, when I first get here, uh, you know, first I'll I'll run the tee sheets for the day on all five courses, soon to be six courses. Yep. Um, then I'll run an arrivals list, an in-house list. I go through those lists to see who's arriving, mm -hmm. uh, who's already in-house. Then I go through the tee sheets. The Band and Dunes one, because I spend most of my time here, uh, I'll start with, uh, I'll go through our database and go uh, tee sheet or time by time, you know, group, we go by group. So the only person I go by is if, if you come and Graylin, you bring 70 of your buddies, then I'm gonna attack you and where you live. <laughs> uh, so I find out uh, where they live, database, uh, how many times they've been here, put those, I note all this on the T-sheet. If it's a particularly interesting town, I Google it. Yep. If it's a neat address, I'll Google Earth that. <laughs> That's a little spooky at times. I, I, I don't use these things to everybody because some people have got really, <laughs> looked at my house. Um, so I do this for the entire band and sheet. <coughs> Then I go through the other courses, mainly what I'm looking for, and I don't, I don't really get into how many times they've been here or anything, because eventually they'll get to play the band and course. Yep. Uh, it's a little quicker. I just go with where they're from, and uh, then to see if uh, they're arriving on that day, because I have the arrivals list. If they're arriving, uh, then I do the, the full-blown thing. Uh, how many times have you been here, where they're from, yep. uh, any particular things uh, about their town uh, that's interesting, you know, like a nickname or something yep. like that. So. Those personal touches make a huge difference. I mean, especially in a resort setting where you might find that at a, at a private club where, you know, the, a guy knows all the members. But to have that at a, at a resort is pretty darn cool. I had, um, I've had multiple people here just seemingly know that I had only been here once and I had played every course other than Old Mac and it, um, it's very cool. I, I like it. I, I think that it makes you feel, it makes you have a personal connection that, that you wouldn't otherwise have. I, I like it. I think, uh, I think what, uh, what we try to accomplish here is to uh, make people feel at home, you know, uh, like this is, this is their home course. I particularly pay attention. Uh, we have large groups that come in, and, and that's really neat. Uh, but if somebody's bringing seven of his buddies, he's bringing his friends. The ones I really are going to uh, ticket are uh, the dad who's bringing his son, the mom who's bringing his, uh, her son, daughter, etc. cetera. Uh, coming all the way across country, don't know anybody. I want to make them feel like they know somebody. And absolutely. Has your social media following helped that? Because that's how I that's oh, how I found you. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it, it's an amazing I, world, I, right? I never would have done it. I, I, Twitter, really. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, Mr. Kaiser one day said, and in the way he he's got this great way of saying things. <clears throat> Shoo, uh, what do you think about being on Twitter? <laughs> well, naturally, I'm going to be on Twitter. So <laughs> I, I, I have a Twitter account. Knew nothing about it. I, I can't tell you how much fun I have with it and how many people come by every day and as they walk by, what's this going to be? what's the day going to be? What are we, well, how are we looking today? You know, how many people follow? It's really great. That, that, that's amazing. Admittedly, before our trip, Ian was showing me every day what your ranking was. And, and I, yeah. I was hoping that we would have a shoe five or above, but I was going to take a three or above. 
if we had a one or two, it, it was going to be a rough day. It, for those who don't know, tell us about your your daily kind of rating or ranking of, of the day, and what's that scale? Well, the scale is zero to ten. Uh, I've never given a zero, and I've never given a ten. <laughs> there's always there's always wiggle room someplace. Um, I, you know, I'll go as far as a nine point nine five. We have some of those. Uh, I I take the whole day into account. So sometimes people tee off in the morning. It's lousy, terrible, but at noon, it's good. So the people that teed off in the morning said, how come you gave it a five? It was like a two. <laughs> well, it's, I take the, try to take the whole day into consideration. Well, let's take a step back. You have a pin on your, your sweater right now that um, I believe is the number of years you've been here. Is that correct? Yeah, that's give, correct. Give us a, a little bit of background. How long have you been at Bandon, <clears throat> and how did it all start? Well, um, this could be <laughs> could be a long story. I'll try, <laughs> sure. I'll try to give you a Reader's Digest yep. version of it. Um, I've been at Bandon. It'll be uh, actually here. It'll be uh, 21 years in May. Uh, wow. I, officially, I I, I I started getting paid in September. I showed up in May, uh, hung around for the first four months, and it was just pleased to be here. Uh, how it all came about is I was getting ready to retire. Uh, one of the last deliveries I made, I was a freight uh, delivery driver, mm -hmm. one of the last deliveries I made was a load of mulch here, a trailer load. I pulled up and uh, there was nothing here, there was a tent and there was anybody around, so I walked up over the sand dune and looked out and saw what they were at that time still clearing off uh, trees off of what is now number one fairway. The back nine was pretty much done. It hadn't been uh, turfed yet. Uh, I thought, gosh, this might be an interesting place to be. Um, anyway, I, uh, after I retired, I had gone, I went on a uh, uh, tour with Shorty. Shorty Dow was giving mm -hmm. tours. Shorty Dow came with the property. He lived here like 54 years. Uh, went on a tour. The back nine was complete. Uh, we weren't open. Uh, we took, I took a st first step off of number 10 onto a fairway that, I mean, it was perfect. Th there wasn't a blade of grass out of <laughs> right. the place. Not a weed. I said, uh, my friend who I was with, Rick, I said, I got to become a part of this somehow. Wow. And it all started from there. It basically <coughs> started from there. I, uh, they advertised in our uh, local little coffee break newspaper that they might need caddies uh, for special events before they opened. And uh, so I, I put my name uh, in on that uh, email, and then I w was kind of sitting around wondering, you know, how where I am on the list. Yep. Uh, so I tried to email them back. The email came back to me. So I wrote a letter, uh, kind of a, uh, a, a not so much uh, just a what I've done, you know, to Josh Lesnick, who was the general manager here at the time. Okay. He was yep. the only person here. Wrote a letter <laughs> to him. Uh, explain what I've done, background, that type of thing. Uh, I asked my wife, Faith, about it. She said, you know what, that's going to seem a little bit pushy. Uh, and I said, yeah, you're probably right. And she walked out the door and I mailed a letter. <laughs> uh, and a few days later, uh, I, was, I was helping my friend in his cranberry bogs, and, and I looked up on a dike, and here comes this our van bouncing along. And my wife came running out and said, a person named Josh called from the golf course and wants to talk to you. I said, 
I laid my shovel down, <laughs> uh, literally, never went back, and uh, went home, put on my best pair of jeans, T-shirt, went and talked to Josh. Wow. Did you have any clue at that point what Bandon Dunes Resort as a whole was, was going to become? Didn't have a clue. Yeah. All I knew is that that back nine I'd walked on was amazing. Yep. <clears throat> I, I'm sure. I Looking now, especially looking through your Twitter right ahead of this uh, podcast recording, to think that that then led to you meeting people from all over the world and having people getting a picture with you being kind of a bucket list thing where you have to do it. <laughs> people, when I, when I tweeted out, uh, like, hey, Graylin and I are going to abandon, you know, any tips, you know, uh, what to do, what not to do. Several people were like, "Gotta get a picture with you. You, you have to." We're like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna try to get to try to do more than just get a picture." <laughs> so it's a, it's such a crazy world. Um, but you're a, you're an institution here now, and people seek out you know um, taking taking pictures and, and talking with you for even a little bit. So that's cool. That's really really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fibbing if I didn't say it was. But I, I also uh, at times. And you can you can cut this part out. It, at times, it's a, it's a little embarrassing. You know? oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, it, I'm it, sure. You know, because yeah. it, you know, I'm 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 just a regular guy. I'm a clock puncher. Worked all my <laughs> life, and uh, I'm blessed to be here. You know, and uh, but uh, yeah, I can't say it's it, it is cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's neat, yeah, right? celebrity status. Well, it's, it's, I think the, the uh, I'm, I think I'm proudest of the fact that I've I've completed 20 years. This is good. This is stick to itiveness. Um, yeah. That uh, uh, I, I get to meet so many neat people from all over the world. It, it is, and golf is a sport that connects everyone. And it seems like Bandon is a place that connects all real golf travelers. I mean, it, when when I mention what I do for a living and working for Lynx traveling, I would say probably the number one question I get is, "Have you been to Bandon Dunes?" It's it's always the question that, that comes up. And I think particularly being based on the East Coast, people think of Bandon as this, you know, heavenly place that's out West that one day they'll get out there. And I, I'm not sure if there's an equivalent on the East Coast, say maybe Pinehurst or something, but um, it's always, have you been to Bandon? And then they, when I say yes, it's, what is that place like? I, I want to get out there so bad. Um, and now it has all the, I mean, it's international travel coming here. It, it's. Um, it's a special place. It's a really special place. So for someone coming in who has not been before, um, after 20 years, what's your piece of advice for them? What should they do on a first trip to, to Bandon Dunes? And that could relate to the golf. It could relate to, you know, weather gear to bring or, or anything. Um, well, what, what's a big pitfall that they can miss or what would you suggest they do? Well, I think one of the things that uh, you need to do when you come to Bandon any time of the year uh, would be to uh, uh, make sure that you bring the proper uh, clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, this would uh, to include mm -hmm. your rain gear, uh, even if it is. We get usually very little rain in July and August, but it can rain. Um, also, I think come come with the uh, idea that uh, of spending uh, an evening in town. You know, take a look at the town. Uh, they have a lot to offer down there in Bandon. Uh, they have some good restaurants, although I must say we have the best restaurants in <laughs> right here in the county. We've been overeating, so. <laughs> also, come with the idea, or when you make your reservations, play all the courses. 
Um, I, I think uh, that sometimes uh, abandoned trails uh, gets a little bit uh, uh, short-sighted on people. They listen to people talking about it. It's not on the ocean, but mm -hmm. it's a marvelous golf course. We, um, it, it's been fun. Ian and I always play these games of, you know, you have 10 rounds between these two courses or 15 rounds between these three. How are you going to split them up? And what's been fun this time is we, we keep doing what we call the cop-out, where you say, you know, five and five or six and four. Each course has so much to offer and such a different flavor. Um, on my first trip here, I had never played Old Mac. Just played it yesterday morning, and it felt like I was in Scotland. I mean, it, it really felt like I was in Scotland, and we didn't talk about it, but I went to um, college over there and, and lived in Scotland for four years, and if you had just dropped me in the middle of the course yesterday, I would have thought that, that I was in Scotland. And then we came over and played Bandon in the afternoon, and that's a completely different flavor, and we're playing Pacific Dunes this morning, and it's, you, each course has its own identity and its own feeling, and you would be leaving something on the table if you didn't play all of them, as I found when I didn't play Old Mac <laughs> that first time, and I'd been kind of craving to get back ever since. I totally agree. I think uh, this is one of the things that makes Bandon unique, is that these golf courses are completely different on a piece of property where uh, you're almost within walking distance of four golf courses, and I don't think there's another place uh, in the country or the world where you have four uh, arguably uh, of the finest golf courses in the country all on one piece of property. Agreed, agreed. Hey, one more question for me and then I'll leave Ian to, to ask a final question as well. We get this question a lot, um, particularly when it pertains to different travel destinations, but what time of year should people come out here? And the, I know that you really could come Anytime for those listening in the future, we're here mid-March, and we have what appear to be three of the best days ever. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what you ranked yesterday, but boy, what was it good? I mean, it, it was perfect. It was sunny and probably 55, 60 degrees. So it was excellent. Yeah, I give it a nine yesterday. Yes. It was a solid yes. nine. <laughs> um, you know, some people would say, "Gee, couldn't it be higher than that?" And I said, "Well, you know, it could have been a little warmer in the morning." So, yep. Yeah. But uh, now we're going to go have, have to go back to the original question because yes. I already forgot what that was. <laughs> no, a best time of year to, to come out here. Thank you. Yep. Thank yep. you. Yeah, I have a hard time remembering what I did yesterday. <laughs> um, best time of year. I'm going to get asked that today. I'll guarantee you. Somebody yep. will say, what's the best time of year to come here? And I'll be standing there. It'll be 11 o'clock in the morning. The flags are hanging right down on the staff. And the sun's out. And it's going to be 53 degrees today, say, and I'm going to say nothing wrong with it right now. <laughs> but I know what you're after, and yeah. I've, I've lived in Bandon going on uh, 40 years, and uh, I would just have to pick the 15th of September to the 15th of October is absolutely my favorite time of year. Oh, perfect. Uh, Love that answer. Yeah. Love that answer. Yeah. Ian, anything else from you? Um, so you rated yesterday. Uh, looking ahead, what do you think the next two days are going to be like uh, for our for our trip? <laughs> you know, as I tell people, I, I don't forecast, but then I get into a little bit of forecasting because I really pay attention to the weather every right. day. And uh, I can honestly say that uh, there's no way in the world that we're not going to have at least nines for the next three days. Now, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb 
with somebody behind me with a chainsaw and say that. <laughs> I, I, I love it, and we, we hope that you're hope that you're right because we uh, we've been loving our, our time here so far, um, and uh, looking forward to the next two days for sure. So, um, I, what's next? What, what's next? What are you most excited about with with Bannon? Meeting more people or just the expansion? Uh, of of you know building more uh, property, building more um, infrastructure here, or just is it perfect just the way it is? Uh, it's it's the little slice of heaven. It really is. So what I, are you what are you most excited about? I thought it was perfect when we had Pacific Dunes and abandoned <laughs> Dunes. I have once again no vision. Uh, I, I am t I, I can't tell you how excited I am about the Sheep Ranch. Yeah. Uh, that becoming a golf course. Uh, that's an amazing piece of property. And uh, I, I'm all a Twitter about that golf course coming in. And absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we're excited to, to see uh, see the last couple courses that we've yet to play, and it was a pleasure talking with you. Um, and hoping for more nines uh, these last couple of days, and and uh, nines in the future for everybody else. So, shoot, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate you both coming, and uh, you are going to have nines the next couple of days. So yes. Nothing to worry. Yes. About. Now, now let's go take a photo, uh, just like you do with all the other guys, and we'll uh, we'll use it for the podcast and also tweet it out for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, you. Thanks. Ian, that was a blast, and we're going to be posting our picture with Shu here shortly. Uh, so those who follow us on uh, social media, we're at Links Magazine everywhere. You can see. Uh, me and Ian with you. That was fun. <laughs> just such a funny guy. Yeah, and he's uh, just so switched on and and very. Uh, we when we kind of talked about it before. He's like, I don't know if she's gonna be interested in doing this. Um, but uh, I had a blast talking with him. I mean, he's just he was very interesting. Has a, such a cool story. I mean, he was like making that last mulch delivery and and then like he was about to retire and then he just stumbled upon this place and like he's been there 21 years now. Uh, he was the first crazy. He was the first paid employee, <laughs> you know, besides the builders. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And oh his passion gosh. for the place is very clear. Um, it's, it's infectious. It really is. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's due in large part to things like this new you know, sheep ranch course. I'm sure he wouldn't be as enthused if, uh, you know, 20 years later, they just had that band and dunes course and that's all they had. And instead, you know, Mike Kaiser has kind of shown his genius by ever improving, ever pushing forward, always trying to, to kind of bring everything to that next level. Absolutely. And as we kind of discussed in the past, you can, you have to do that when you're a resort yeah. because you have so many different competitors that are all trying to not outdo each other, but kind of outdo each other yeah. Um, yeah. with, uh, I mean, they're all great places, but they all have their own things to offer. And, and Bandon kind of set the, uh, has been a tone setter for the industry for sure with the, you know, the preserve being this for the first short course that, you know, now Pinehurst has one and they're all great, but Bandon's kind of the set the, yeah. He, yeah, Bandon, yeah, the punch bowl. Exactly. They've been kind of the trendsetters for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these movements, and um, and I think this uh, this sheep ranch, the new sheep ranch, will be uh, will be all about that. Um, and uh, I think that's gonna be the final. They said this is gonna be the final chapter in the in the Bandon you know, story. There's gonna be nothing else built. Um, maybe tweaked the existing stuff, but I, I believe that that's that's gonna be it. Um, so really Famous interesting. Last words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll see if that actually happens, but, um, also super cool that uh, our close personal friend, Ben Crenshaw is, is, uh, has been tasked to, to build it. Our breakfast buddy. <laughs> yeah. So for those that missed the last episode, um, they, they'll have missed that joke, but Ian and I went to go have an early breakfast at Bandon trails and, the only other person in the Bandon Trails Clubhouse with us eating breakfast bright and early before the sun rose was 
our close personal friend, Ben Crenshaw. And the joke there being, we are not close personal friends, but we both have uh, amazing respect for Ben and well, what he does. Speak for yourself. I, I just got a text from him. He said to call him, you know, call <laughs> me. He wants to, he wants to give personal information about the, uh, you know, about the new course. So um, we, we, we might, we'd actually be close personal friends, but I don't know about you. But uh, yeah, hey, we ask him if he'll come on to the next podcast. It, oh, that, that, season, season three, yeah, that'll be. <laughs> we'll, we'll kick it off with uh, with Ben Crenshaw. That'll be that'll be a heck of a way to start. <laughs> so. Well, I think that's a perfect place to to end it. Mentioning season three, um, for those who have been listening uh, all along, they'll know that these last twelve episodes comprised season two of of the Links Golf Podcast. We're going to take a little break, kind of reorganize, uh, line up some new guests, plan some new trips, and we'll be coming back with season three. Uh, Ian, I, I speak for both of us when I say this has been a really fun outlet and a really fun way to connect with readers on, a, on an even more personal level than just writing or social media or email. And, and we've loved speaking with people and having guests on, and it's been a fun challenge and a rewarding experience. So yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And thank you all to the listeners for listening. Um, and, uh, hope to grow this thing even more, uh, come season three. So it's been a lot of fun so far and looking forward to it. If any of the listeners have ideas for topics or podcast episodes or guests for season three, email us at letters at linksmagazine.com or reach out to us at social media where we are at links magazine everywhere. Um, in this little break, if you're craving links content, you can get all that you can kind of take in at linksmagazine.com. You can sign up uh, for Links Digital there, our e-magazine, and you can sign up and subscribe to our print magazine there as well. So lots of places to get your links fixed. And with that, Ian, I will speak to you soon, and we will be back on the air for season three. Looking forward to it. <laughs>